with NATO, and I'm a blind guy. Hey, everyone. My name is Hamad Zaidi, and I have a disability. And this is Limping on Cloud9. Yes, it is. And Jonathan, today is going to be more of a limping story. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, I told you just before we hit record what it's going to be about. And as you know, it's going to be more on the limping side. So today I want to talk about my relationship and history with death. Mm, okay. And I know it's kind of out there, but let me just start by saying I'm somebody who's not afraid of death. Death to me is not this big, bad, ugly thing. With my head injury creating a blood clot in my brain as an infant, many people thought I wouldn't survive that. And that gave me a couple of enormous seizures as a child. Many people didn't think I'd survive those. So I probably shouldn't be here today recording this. And you too. I mean, I'm saying this to somebody who obviously has survived tremendous, tremendous challenges in life. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. But those aren't the ones I want to talk about. I want to take everyone back to 1984. So in 1984, I was in 10th grade, and obviously I was not physically talented enough to be on the cross-country or track team, (laughs) (laughs) But, but I was physically talented enough to be their manager. And you also weren't disabled enough to be on the Olympic team. So there you go. (laughs) You know, you know, what's crazy about that. Thank you for reminding me. Because I totally wasn't, that wasn't in my mind, but you're right. So this happened in very late August slash very early September 1984. School had just started. Cross country had just started. And it was an unusually, unusually hot day in Kansas. Now, Kansas summers are hot anyway. Yeah. But this this day was above 90 degrees. I'm not sure if we actually hit 100, but it was very close. Yeah. So the track meet were several schools, not track meet, I keep saying that, cross-country meet. It was a cross-country meet with several schools. And one of my jobs was to stand maybe 35 or 50 yards away from the finish line with a stopwatch just to check to see what the times were going to be of all the runners as they come around the bend. Okay. Right? Now, obviously, I was only timing our team, but I saw all the runners from all schools. Yeah, yeah. Right? So this is where the story goes. I'm hot. I'm excited that I'm part of the team, kind of, pseudo part of the team. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm totally, totally excited to help out because I love sports. And my runners come around the turn, and I've got the stopwatch, and I'm like, come on, Tom, go. You know, come on, Lisa, run. Just go. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and they're all running, and I'm timing them, and I'm pretending like I actually have something to do with their success. Right? <laughs> And then right around the tree, you know, the final turn, there's a bunch of trees, comes this kid. I didn't know him. He went to another school. And all I could see from a distance is he had really purple hair. Hmm, okay. Like really purple hair. Yeah. Right? And so I'm like, wow, that guy's got purple hair. And he's running and running and running. And I know he's not from my school because he has a different jersey on. Yeah. Right. As he gets closer, I look at the guy's face and he looks kind of weak. He doesn't look he doesn't just look like an athlete that's about to die in the heat doing a cross country track, a yeah. cross country meet. Yeah. He actually looks like he's in trouble. Right. Wow. OK. So I've got to stay off the course. I can't run up to him because I would be my team would be disqualified. Okay. So I've got to stay on on the outside. I stay on the outside boundary and I look at him and I go, hey, dude, are you OK? 
And he didn't answer me, Jonathan, right? Mm. And he kept running. Mm. And then I kind of ran with him, and I'm like, hey, man, do you hear me? Are you okay? And he kind of looked at me, and he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And you know what, man? Those are the last words he spoke. Man. Literally five to ten feet later, he just dropped. Just like a sack of potatoes gets dropped on the ground, he yeah. just dropped. Boom. Like, obviously, he must have sort of slowed down running a little bit, right? Like, he just, because he, he, was, he was getting, like, weaker or whatever, right? So, did he slow down? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I remember me just trying to encourage him. I'm like, hey, man, you're 35 yards away. You know, you're 40 yards away. You can do it. Yeah. It, suck it up. Suck it up. And, <laughs> he, and I don't mean to laugh. You know, one thing about me, people, is I deal with tragedy with humor. It's my way of masking tragedy. yeah. yeah. Which is kind of the reason we do this podcast, <laughs> right? So, or one of the reasons. So, he drops right there in front of me. Man. Time froze. Like, I didn't know what was going on because I was the only one near him. Yeah. Right. And within seconds, two paramedics come rushing out, just rushing out onto the field toward him. And, of course, I get scared and I back away a little bit. Yeah. And then I see in the distance his mother, right? She's there. And and all of a sudden, all I hear is, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. And his mom starts running out. The one thing I remember, one paramedic looked at the other immediately. And he said, he looked at the other paramedic and he goes, he's gone. He's dead. Right? But I don't know if people realize this. Medically, paramedics cannot pronounce death. Okay. They just can't legally pronounce death. They, okay. they have to rush him to the hospital and have a doctor do it. Okay, okay. Right? But I remember the mom ran out. The mom was freaking out, right? Of course she was. Right. Just completely freaking out. And she's like, is he okay? Is he okay? And all they would tell her is, we're taking him to the hospital. And she's like, yeah, I know, but is he okay? Is my son okay? Is my son okay? And they're like, we're taking him to the hospital. Right, they wouldn't just yeah, say. They, yeah, but I, I, tell her. I already heard them tell each other. Yeah, that he was gone. Yeah, right. And so here I am, right there, thinking maybe I should tell her, but right, but I didn't. <laughs> right, yeah. My, right, it's not my place to. I'm scared. Did, I'm freaking out. Did they right? like do like you know, like like you said, he yeah. looked at one and was just like he's he's gone, right? But did he like bend, did any of them bend down and just kind of try and do something or oh, yeah, yeah they did they did they yeah. tried to do you know cpr they tried everything they swept his mouth you know they 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 did they, they did uh you know chest compressions they yeah. did everything they could yeah now what i mean obviously other runners must have come at some point you know that were in the meet where they're just like whoa what the heck is going on here like you know like yeah absolutely in fact everyone converged all around him and the police you know the, the paramedics were there the police were called obviously yeah and the police created a barrier around the paramedics, right? Because oh, everyone, and, and, you know, everyone was like, is he dead? Is he dead? And, you know, being a father now, could you imagine the pain oh, of man. having all these people around you ask each other if your kid is dead? I know. That must and, have been horrible. Right? And you're asking the paramedics, and all they, all they can say is we're going to take him to the hospital? And so what happened is, since he didn't go to our school, I wasn't sure if I'd ever find out what happened to the guy. Yeah. I mean, I know what happened to him, but uh, what Like what, what caused out? it or how did he, you know, why did he, you know, all of a sudden collapse like that? Right, right. So 
that's the end of that part of the story. And then what happens two, three days later in morning announcements, you know, at our high school, the vice principal gets on and says, hey, for any of you who attended the, the cross-country meet a couple days ago, so-and-so from so-and-so high school has passed away. And if anyone was there, you can get out of school to go to his funeral. Mm. His funeral is going to be tomorrow at 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. You have an absolute excuse to go. Okay. So here's what's sad, Jonathan. There's only maybe 40 or 50 people from our school that were actually there. And what, like 400 went? Yeah, of course. Like one or two hundred one, because they're like, "Hey, we're getting out of school." Man, that—that's uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the strangest—it was just so strange, man. It was surreal because at sixteen, well, I mean, you had your accident at fourteen, so you yeah. experienced more by the age of fourteen than most people do by the age of ninety-eight. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But but for most people. At 16, you don't really have the life experience that, you know, other people have. Right. So we're sitting there at the funeral, listening to the funeral, and the weirdest thing happened. Now, you might be too young to remember this, but in 1981, a movie came out called Chariots of Fire, mm. which, was, which was about two British runners competing in the 1924 Paris Olympics. Okay, yeah, I'm not for, I, I think I've heard the or title, nothing. but I've definitely never seen the movie. Right, and it actually won four Academy Awards in 82. I mean, the movie was released in the fall of 81. It won Best Picture, it won Best Music, Best Music Score, Best Screenplay, and Best Costume Design. Mm. But the reason I'm bringing this up is at the funeral, the mother gets on stage, Ryan's mom, and, you know, she's a wreck, as I would be. Yeah, right? She's right. a complete wreck. And she thanks all of the kids for attending her son's funeral. And when she says that, Jonathan, man, people started laughing. Wow. You know, because they were laughing at the fact, not the adults, but the kids. Yeah. They were laughing at the fact that they, she didn't realize that they were just getting out of school. Right. Right. That they had no real connection to they're, her son. They're like jokes right? on her. We're, you know, like we're not here. Out of right. Res- out of right. respect, we're here for a day off. Exactly. And then what wound up happening is she played the Academy Award winning song from Chariots of Fire, which is directly associated with running. If you hear the song, it's by John Vangelis. Mm. If you hear the song, you'll be like, oh, that song. And you'll know the song because many commercials have mocked it over the years. Oh, really? Okay, okay. And we'll put it on our website. But the crazy thing is, she started the song, and she goes, Ryan, I love you, I miss you, here's your song. And when that song started, man, all these kids started laughing out loud. Oh, man. And it was the weirdest, oddest moment, because you're like, you're here because some kid died. Yeah. And you're laughing. And to be honest, I started chuckling because everyone around me was laughing. And and I'm like, why am I laughing, man? This kid died. Yeah, well, I mean, especially like, I mean, you were like the the person that saw him. You like you said, those were his last words. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, and like, those were his. 
Yeah, you, you his saw last words were, I'm fine, I'm fine. And you saw him drop to the ground, and then, you know, it's like, here today, gone tomorrow. Like, and then these kids are just laughing because, you know, they're, she, the mother is playing this song, and she didn't know any better. She didn't, I'm sure she didn't realize, like, people, like, were making fun of it at this point or whatever. She just thought it was a poignant thing to play, you know? Yeah, this is true with all enormously popular songs, right? Like, if a song gets so popular that even when you hear the first few notes, you know exactly what it is. Yeah. That's a prime song to be mocked on television and on Saturday Night Live levels. But you know it's really wild. Do you know how he died? Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, you know, was, you, I know you said it was hot out. You know, he's running. I mean... Is it was it sort of like the you know like a heat stroke kind of thing or was he dehydrated like you know how did it... well it was probably a little bit of all of those but the main reason that I think is really really sad it was punk rock day mm. at his school okay oh hence the purple hair hence the purple hair okay but appa- but apparently the paint he used in his hair was toxic yeah and as he's running in ninety to ninety five degree heat with toxic paint on his head. Oh, man. He was breathing it in, you know, throughout the entire meet. Man, and, like, being and sweating and all that. Like, your pores are opening and probably, like, you know, got into, like, his, you know, blood system. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how he passed away. And, you know, the weird thing is the reason I mention his story is I still remember it literally not like it was yesterday, but like it was 10 minutes ago. Mm. I remember everything about that moment. Yeah, right. yeah. Mainly because I was the guy there. You know, uh, the the guy closest to him. And I've always lived my life to the absolute fullest. And I think moments like meeting, uh, not that I really met Ryan, but experiencing Ryan for those few minutes that I did. Yeah. I think moments like that really pushed me along in life and made me think, you know what? You literally can die at any second. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you know? and he was probably 15, 16, 17, whatever, also, like, you know, we're, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah, and that is, and it was just so weird, Jonathan, and I don't know, I know I've been talking to you for several weeks about doing this podcast, and each time we talk, I'm like, I promise I'll try to keep it not totally dark, <laughs> but, but, you know, I do think it's poignant, because it's, it's just one of those weird, weird moments where you're like, wow, literally what you just said a minute ago, gone, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah. And and it really made me think, even at 16, it made me think, you know what, if you want to do crazy things in life, like try to get into UCLA or work in the film industry or move to Los Angeles, maybe you should take steps towards that. Yeah. yeah. Now, to be honest, I didn't start taking those steps until later in life, but... It is moments like that moment that makes you think you really should drop things that you don't want in your life and, and try to push your life forward towards what you do want. Absolutely. Maybe not wait till you're 65 to enjoy your life. Maybe enjoy it as soon as this podcast is over. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you know what? Like I've said in previous podcasts, I do think that people should screw off every now and then and do something that people tell them they shouldn't just to do it because you've got to have life experience. While you have life, while you're being gifted life, you might want to experience it. So on that note, I wanted to thank everyone for listening. I love everyone out there for listening. 
And Jonathan, you want to take us home? Yeah, so you can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, any other podcast app on Android. And thank you all for, for listening and sharing with you know that we do see the numbers keep climbing. So thank you all to everyone that's listening and finding us and uh, you know, just keep spreading the word about the podcast. We you know, the whole point of this is just to encourage people, you know, to give you know, maybe give them some sort of hope or encourage people or just, you know, hey, there's other people out there with struggles just like you, so uh, just keep sharing the podcast. And if you want to check out toysaccessible.com, that's a website where all the toys that are manufactured, created, have uh, children's disabilities in mind when these toys are created. So check out toysaccessible.com, and you'll see all kinds of toys that meet the needs of children with low motor skills, uh, quadriplegics, um, you know, blind, deaf, learning disabilities. There's all kinds of things there. So check out toysaccessible.com. That's it. And if you want to email us, info at limpingoncloud9.com. And that is it from me. All right, everyone, thank you for listening and downloading. We'll talk to you next episode. See ya.